Hi, thanks so much for joining us. This is Shannon with Strategic Intervention Solutions, SIF4Teachers.org. Our blog this week is something I'm super excited to share with you. It was kind of one of those things that I just thought of um, as I do different things in classrooms and thought, I just need to make this happen where we can kind of have this uh, this new idea to bring. So this week, we really are really excited to share with you our newest kind of product with you, our Math Might Pencil Toppers and Dice. Separately, these are really amazing tools, but together, they're going to create something I'm calling the Math Might Showdown, a fun way for your students to show off their problem-solving skills. As I work with students in our M-cubed project schools, I'm constantly amazed at how many strategies these kids know. Literally walking down the hallway, principals, administrators, visitors to the school can really just hear how students are solving problems in different ways and articulating how they got there. As we implement our mini binders this year, we have really designed portions of our instruction in second through fifth grade to really focus on the three ways plus the traditional with the math mites. We found that the classrooms that have number talks typically have students that are not always explaining the different strategies, but they can identify the math mite character as the name of the strategy and as the name um, of the strategy. So they don't just say, I just knew it through abracus because we say that's a character. What is the strategy? And to hear them say, oh, well, I was using compensation. Kids have done so many fun things with the math mites, and many of them really have a favorite, you know, citizen that they like in Mathville or talk about. I have a vivid memory of modeling the math mites in one of our fifth grade classrooms one day, and a student who was really having a tougher day in the classroom was sitting on the couch, kind of in a cool down area, seemingly not paying attention to what I was doing, that was for sure, I thought. However, he was the first to yell out the name of the character I was using. The same student had also developed a great connection with the math mites. So much that he had asked his teacher if he could borrow chart paper to take over over the holiday break so he could draw some of the math mites. On our blog, you can check out some of the drawings that he did. They actually turned out phenomenal. The math mite characters have really helped our students to relate strategies that with the character or without the visual of them living in Mathville might just be a boring math strategy that they're going to forget tomorrow. Being able to watch students actually understand compensation and why they shift the number line has really been profound to me. The more we're bringing the characters into classrooms, the more we're building number sense, which is what I really envisioned happening. Students aren't the only ones getting creative with math mites. Last year, Barb Clem, one of my favorite teachers that I work with at Lincoln Park that teaches fifth grade, used an old juice carton for students to solve different problems using the characters. Each, each juice carton kind of had a chute that the top of it, kind of in the mouth of the character where you would insert the problem. What amazed me is the students were able able to take a look at the problem, tell their partner how to solve it, put it in the mouth of the character, and then it would flip through the milk, the, the juice carton to flip out to show their solution. On our website, we have some cool pictures of what Barb created with DC and Abracus. Our reusable stickers have also taken off. Teachers have put them on all kinds of things like whiteboard, desks, popsicle sticks, a great way to remind students of the strategies to get and to fall in love with math again, which was the whole purpose behind the development of Math Mites in the first place. Having finished our first pilot year of having the Math Mite addition posters in the classrooms and now this year having the Math Mite subtraction posters has really been the most rewarding experience for me personally. 
Just a few weeks ago, I walked into a classroom and kids started to buzz. Eventually, one of the students got bold enough and said, are you the author of Math Mites? He said, you're famous. Well, I certainly don't think I'm famous. I love hearing that students like to tell me how much they're understanding problem-solving strategies and just how excited they are to show off their strategies to their teachers, friends, and even their parents. In an age where students, both high level and at risk, are coming to us with a little more aloof or a little more unwilling to really put in extra effort into anything, watching these students that really don't care so much be able to communicate their reasoning in a way that mathematically makes sense is really a milestone. Another MathMite story that makes my heart happy is from a second grade teacher in one of our M-Cube schools when she told me the story of two girls in her class that were really under, like struggling understanding decomposing and composing as an addition strategy. The teacher had taught and taught the strategy, but they just didn't get it. However, the teacher had that mom moment. You know, when your mom tells you something over and over and over again and you don't listen, but as soon as someone else tells you the idea, it's this amazing idea. Well, that happened when she showed the DC video when it came out, as soon as her class watched the video, it finally clicked with the girls. And the class was even solving the harder decimal problems before DC did it in the video. Of course, she was annoyed that she's been talking about this, but our kids just learn things from that visual understanding. It is amazing how the math mites made such a difference in the cl that classroom and for many other classrooms that I get to work with, but also the parents. Some of our parents have been skeptical of the different strategies for solving problems, but these same parents come to have come to parent nights with me, watch the DC video, and it's really begins to make more sense to them. We even have parents who are able to solve fractions using DC. Our two newest products we've designed to help you to continue reinforce the math mites and their strategies in the classroom while making it fun and exciting to solve problems. There are many possibilities um, for combining the math mite pencil toppers and dice. We've already seen teachers be creative. Today, we wanna share with you one way that you could use the pencil toppers and the dice to help your students to practice and show off their problem solving skills, either in a number talk with math or with math with someone station or even in groups. Today's video are really not video tutorials for students, though they certainly could be played for a class. Instead, they're intended more for you as the teacher. In them, I walk through the games, not only with a partner, but also as the teacher who to really help them understand the strategies and how you can help them for, for understanding the strategy later on. For students who need help with understanding the strategies, we have the Math Might in Action animated videos they can watch, Abacus is coming soon, and additional resources. We have blog posts for the different characters that go more in depth with the strategies. So without further ado, let's talk about the MathMite Showdown addition strategies. The players that can play are two to four players. The materials that you'll need is a MathMite addition dice for second grade and up. The dice feature the MathMite friends and star are the stars that are in our addition poster. DC, Abacus, Value Pack, and T-Pops. Deep C and Abacus are presented twice in this. MathMite pencil toppers. First grade, we're gonna just use DC and Abacus. Second grade, we're gonna use all of them. DC, Abacus, Value Pack, and T-Pops. 
you need a pencil cup as well as a blank piece of paper for each each player clear counters 10 of one color one game board choose one game board based on what works for your classroom or your students you can do single digit problems double, double digit problems i did some triple digit problems even decimals and then the part that i love is there's a fill in by yourself a create create your own Place the game board in a clear sleeve in the middle of the players, along with the pencil cup containing the sharpened pencil with the toppers for each of the math mites. Level one is really great for first grade. This game is played a little bit differently in first grade because our first grade students will only be practicing DC and abacus. So they won't use the dice since it represents all four strategies and they'll only have DC and abacus pencils to use. Since they usually are just learning how to get these strategies in, this game will provide extra practice for them to communicate their thinking but I would leave it at that. Just a fun extra practice for problem solving. For first grade, this would be a great to use in a station with a partner. When it's your turn, the student's going to pick a problem on the game board, claim it with their color counter, and choose which strategy they want to solve it. DC or Abacus. Let's say the students pick nine plus five and they choose DC. The student might grab the pencil and use the blank paper and write the problem out, showing how to do the strategy of decomposing and composing. As they do, they'll explain to their partner what they're doing. I'm gonna use decomposing. I'm gonna decompose the five into one and four. Then I'm going to compose the one with the nine to get a friendly 10 and add it back to the four to get 14. The other players must agree that this is the correct answer. If they do, the player keeps his or her counter on the board and the next student takes their turn. If the answer is incorrect, the next student can solve it correctly and claim that space on the board. The next student will go by rolling the dice. They may, they might roll abacus, so they might choose to solve the problem six plus five. Put their counters on it, pick the abacus pencil topper up, and say, I'm gonna zap the number six and make it five because I know five plus five is 10. But since we took away the one from the six, I'm gonna put it back to the 10 and make it a total of 11. Students will continue until the problems are all claimed. Accountability sheets are built into this game. Students would just turn in their scratch paper they've been doing to work and solve their problems. You can certainly use CPA along with the math mites and their strategies during this game. I featured this in the video on our, on our YouTube channel. You could use a 10 frame, which would be great to help them to understand how to do um, an example with abacus easier. They could build their six plus five with six red counters on the top of the 10 frame and five red counters on the bottom. Them. They could easily see how you could take off one counter to show 5 plus 5 and then add it back to make it 11. The Counting Buddy Senior is also a great option, especially for the 9 plus 5 problem from earlier. They could pull over 9 beads of one color and then pull over 5 more colors of an, uh, five more beads of a, the other color. They could see how to decompose the 5 into 1 and 4 based on the colors in the Counting Buddy and they could show them how they're making that total of 10. Level two is for second grade and up. It's really more of a non-competitive version, if you'd like. For students in second grade and up, students use the Mathmite dice this time in the four pencil toppers. They have learned to add larger numbers and now they can use all four strategies, including value pack and T-Pops. You can choose which game board you want, depending on where your students are, are learning, or you can even create your own board based on the needs of your students. 
You want students to roll the dice before they pick a problem because it helps them be more, you know, critically think about which strategy they're going to apply that strategy to. As students get older, the question really becomes which strategy, strategy is the most efficient for that problem. And it really helps them build a repertoire for how you want them to be able to choose when to use one strategy or another which is a great 21st century skill. When it's their turn, a student will roll the die, dice to see which strategy they will use to solve their problem. Let's say they rolled value pack. Then the student chooses 21 plus 25 and claims it with their color counter. They grab the value pack pencil, write out the problem and solve the strategy. I'm gonna decompose 21 into 20 and one and 25 into 20 and five. Then I'm gonna add my 20 plus 20 to get 40 and my one and my five to get six. 40 plus 6 is 46. If the student is correct, they can keep their counter on the problem. However, if the other players feels it's incorrect, they can challenge the answer. In a challenge, the problem goes to the next student who has a chance to solve it correctly using the same strategy. If they can, they claim the problem with their counter. If they can't, it goes to the next player and so on until it's solved. Once the problem is solved correctly, play resumes, as usual, going back to the player who came after the player who originally started the challenge problem. Continue playing until all the problems are claimed. Level 3, second grade and up, is a competitive version. This level is played just like level 2. Students roll the die, pick a problem, solve the problem using the strategy pencil. They, the, the added challenge, though, on this level is that students are trying to get four counters in a row. Players can put counters horizontally, vertically, or diagonally. This forces them to really think about how to apply the strategy they're using in any type of problem and try to figure out how to block their partners. Options for level two and three are car or jet. The math might car and the math might jet, both of which you can download in our store, represent the slowest and the most efficient way to solve a problem. As students get more proficient at applying these strategies, they'll see that there are often multiple strategies that would work for one single problem. However, there is usually one strategy that is faster or more efficient than the rest which is the jet strategy. Other strategies might be more like a car, which kind of putzes around on the winding Mathville roads. It gets where it wants to go, but it's just much more slow. As students are playing the Math Might Showdown, they might pick a problem to use with the strategy that they rolled and realize that another strategy may have worked better. For example, if the student rolls T-Pops and the problem they picked is 299 plus 65, they will have to regroup and regroup again and then solve. So while T-Pops works for that problem, that's definitely a car method. Another student might point out that Abacus would be the jet method because you can just simply compensate and change the 299 to 300 and then be able to add that to the 65 to get 365. Then you're going to take away the one that you add to get the answer 366 and solve the problem much faster. Constructing viable arguments and critiquing the reasoning of others is math practice three. As students get better at this game, they can also add a layer of the conversation in which they work on critiquing each other's reasoning. Throughout the game, they are working on constructing their argument, but the second part is them to help them look back at the argument and see if it makes sense. 
Is, it, is the answer incorrect? Is there another strategy that's more efficient? Students could use one of the following state sentence stems to begin the conversation after the player's turn. I agree with your answer, another way to solve it is, or I disagree with your answer because. If they want to show off another way to solve the problem, they could grab the character pencil and go. The Mathmite Showdown would be a great tool to use in partner number talks to get the conversation flowing using the stems and allowing students to continue to apply the different strategies. We've blogged about, about partner number talks in the past, so check, check out our past posts based on this topic. Let us know how you're using the Mathemite Showdown in your classroom. We can't wait to see the pictures. Make sure you tag us on Facebook at Strategic Intervention Solutions or Twitter at Shannon Samulski. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you can join us next week as we start to talk about the Mathemite Showdown using subtraction strategies.